What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo Di Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling today? We got another position rankings, and we got the linebackers today. Yeah, three left, baby. Uh, kind of like, the, I guess, somewhat the least important positions in football, but linebackers still big, uh, especially in this matchup game, so I'm pretty excited to talk about these guys. A little weak, though. A little weaker class than usual. Very weak. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And when you pair that with, I feel like the past few drafts, maybe like the past five years, when a team pays up big for one of these linebacker prospects. I mean, we've just seen like, for example, Devin Bush, he obviously leave. He didn't pan out. A lot of these guys are not panning out. Devin White is is requesting a trade. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, but not a great example. But I, I feel like teams are starting to shift out of like, taking linebackers top 10 top 15 top even 20 unless they're like a unicorn like mike parsons so i, I, I can't remember who tweeted it but someone was saying like i, I see I, no first round the, the um they were like oh like the whole narrative no running backs first round maybe we should change it to linebackers and he, he listed like the last like seven years of the linebackers in the first round a lot of busts in there so well, it's definitely something it, to consider it's also really interesting too because i feel like at the college level you're Inside your inside linebackers like aren't even really playing linebackers. Like half this group are edge rushers. Not like sure. they don't even they don't even play like the traditional off ball linebacker. A lot of these guys, and that's kind of what the college game has become. It's hybrid. It's a lot of hybrids. Yeah. So it, it is tough to it is a tough position to transition into mm-hmm. in the NFL. But uh let's get let's get to our top fives here. Uh, let's start with Dean. Dean, who you got at, at number five? Oh, let's go, baby. Uh, I got I got your boy D Winters out of TCU. Go Horn Frogs. Uh, 5'11", 227, 44940. Very impressive 1.5 split. Sorry. And uh, I do just want to preface this a tad because really the number one thing I look for when I am evaluating a prospect that I am going to project as being in the middle of a defense at the next level in the NFL is going to, of course, be instincts just by just off the cusp immediately. That, that That's what I want to see, especially in, say, for example, a linebacker for my my team that I watch and love in the NFL. And D. Winter's instincts are without a doubt top three in this year's class. And it's he's not three, uh, by the way, Sauce. He ain't three. But, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, just as we spoke about before, this class is is undersized and predominantly lacking twitch. Now, D. Winters, highly, highly, highly productive. I would probably say the second most productive linebacker last year in this whole class. Probably maybe third. But uh, I mean, I like to give him a little bump considering he played for a team that made it to the Natty Championships. Again, go Horn Frogs, Sonny Dykes. Uh, and this year, you're just a monster, monster year. 14 and a half tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks against good competition for most of it. He led the team in tackles at like 70 something, I think 75. And D Winters is a guy who actually has more twitch than I feel I have seen people talk about and expected, especially when I started watching this tape and I watched every TCU game. Uh, His first step is actually surprisingly fast and explosive, especially when he identifies a hole. He could scream up an A gap or B gap at just like a 
a drop of a dime, really. And additionally, this this guy's just a complete dog. He plays way bigger than his size, and he consistently blows up blocking running backs in the backfield on his way to a, a QB sack that happened for many of his seven and a half sacks this year. The only weaknesses that I would point out is he sometimes struggles getting off blocks, especially when an O-lineman is coming and gets to him in the, in the, uh, at the second level, he, he honestly becomes defenseless. That's going to need to be worked on or at least need to be evaded. And uh, he needs to work on his tackling technique, even though I think he is a very good tackler. A lot of times he could just be like a drag tackler. Cool. So Dean's got D winters at five, right? You have D winters anywhere. No, he's outside of my top five. Um, I didn't get to watch him much to be honest with you, but uh, I think he probably, if I had to guess just from what I've seen, like watching straight up games, probably in that like eight to 10 range. Yeah. I also didn't have him in my top five. I only watched one game of his maybe probably would be around eight to nine. If I, uh, if I had more tape on him, but okay, nice to get all another... of us can have great eye for talent. I mean, Hey, it's nice to, nice to give a shout out to a player that maybe doesn't get as much love as uh national media has given to him. So Dean's got D winters at five, right? Who you got at five? I got a uh, Dorian Williams from Tulane. So he's six, one, two, two, So he's a little, a little light, a little lean, but it's got the 33 and three quarters inch arms, which is going to play really well at the next level. Get those, uh, get those arms in passing lanes and really help break some stuff up. Ran a four, four, nine 40 with a, a one, five, two, 10 yard split. And he had a 10, nine broad jump too. So his athleticism really shows. I uh, started three seasons at Tulane and uh, this past season, they went from, I think, what, a two-win team to a 10-win team. I think they played in a, a New Year's Six Bowl, a New Year's Five Bowl, whatever it's called. Um, this year, he had 131 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, five sacks, two forced fumbles, nine pass def- uh, defended, and two picks. So he's all over the place, really. He's a sideline, sideline to sideline guy who can cover downfield as well, use athleticism to uh, carry tight ends up the seam, mainly playing zone. Uh, his his um, testing numbers obviously show just he, that athleticism is going to play at the next level. He's a good, he shows a good ability to blitz and get into the backfield as evidenced by those numbers as well. And what I really love, uh, core special teamer in college, played a ton of uh, special team snaps. And for someone who's going to be probably a late day two, early day three linebacker pick, you got you got to see the field immediately. You have to play special teams and you got to give it your all. So he's shown that willingness where I think teams and special teams coordinator in particular are going to love that. Um, some things he's going to have to work on. I think that he's a little lean right now, as I mentioned off the top. He's going to have to probably put some weight on to just uh, maintain the grind of that NFL level. And then to go on with that, like just a little bit undersized, his take on skills aren't really there. But with those 34-inch arms, you should be able to develop that, those abilities if you add, as you add some weight. That, that length is going to really help you uh, stack and shed at the next level. And then just, I guess this all just kind of goes back to size and just instincts rather. He sometimes he'll see the play a little late and he gets a little he gets swallowed up in like with, within the big men. So that could be an issue too. But as a developmental guy, I think in a couple of years he could end up being one of the better linebackers in this class. Yeah, I really like Dorian Williams too. I feel like we spoke about that the other day. I feel like me and you are going to have the the same top five. Honestly, Probably. I have Dorian Williams at five, at five as well. I think you covered it really well. Really like this guy. Played in 48 games over four years. Was a team captain. Love that. And you mentioned the special teams reps uh, at Tulane. I wrote going to be an absolute dog immediately on special teams. He's a beast. Um, right now, he's a little more reactionary than anticipatory. 
So I want to see him work on that. But I think his calling card is going to be in coverage. He's really good in zones, got good eyes, feels where the quarterback wants to throw the ball, um, runs, up, runs off tight ends, like you said. I think he's really good against running backs. Saw him guard a couple nice wheel routes that he got all the way down on the field, especially at the senior bowl. He looked really good there. He gets swallowed up in the run game. There's kind of no way around it. He's 229 right now. I think he could start to develop that, but I don't think that that's going to be his primary role in the NFL. So really like Dorian Williams. He brings it, and he lays the wood on people when he gets a clean shot. He uh, he can dish it out, but he's still a little undersized. But like the player, especially on special teams. So I got Dorian Williams at five. Yeah, yeah I think immediately he'll see, the, he'll see the field on special teams, and then I guess there's – clearest path is third down too just because that blitzing yeah. ability and coverage ability some dc is going to want to get them out there and like some sub packages right all right so me and ray both have dorian williams at five dino who you got at number four number four we got diane henley at a washington state uh wide receiver converted into a linebacker six one two twenty five four four five four forty mm. i wrote down a modern day prototypical projection um, I don't know if that makes sense in the English language, but it made sense in my mind. So I wrote it down. And what that basically meant was that he's really explosive downhill, but he really plays with the length and the ability to drop back in coverage at just the snap of your fingers. And that is just more and more coveted at this position. And I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I like to use the prototypical, you know, guy for modern day linebacker, obviously as the best linebacker in football and that being Fred Werner. And this guy has, I don't want to say that ceiling cause he's just unreal, but he, he has great potential and he could easily be linebacker one out of this class. Uh, some weaknesses. He's still very fresh to the position. He's only two years in, if that, like one and a half, two. And he's going to be a 24-year-old rookie. So this is a guy that's going to need to go to a favorable spot and a place that has a proven track record at getting really the best out of their linebackers and and uh, coaching them up. Nice. Dean's got Diane Henley at Ford. Ray, where'd you have Henley? I have I have Henley at four as well. Um, I do Dean, as well. Yeah, I, I figured. Uh, Dean covered it pretty well. I think he actually went from wide receiver to a safety, and then he played like nickelback. No, yes, he actually he was actually recruited as a quarterback. Yeah, dude. So this guy is just a, an absolute, just rare athlete who's still, like you said, he's still learning the position. Uh, he's another one with good length, thirty-three inch arms, which you love to see. He ran that four-five, four-forty, and had a ten-five broad too. So he's got that lower body explosiveness. Uh, a fun fact, according to PFF, he only had a 5.2% missed tackle rate, which is something you love. He may not be like the most, like may not have the most stopping power, but he's a, he's sure handed. And that's going to, uh, I think really, th- uh, get the attention of some DCs at the next level. Uh, and despite his lack of size, he's very physical, very physical player too. He throws his body around a lot. I think sometimes a little too much. I think I'd like to see him use his hands a little bit more to get off blocks as opposed to what he kind of does is just throw his shoulder around. But him and Dorian Williams are very similar players in my mind. I think that they're going to be playing special teams and on third down early, and they just got to improve their take on abilities if they want to see be a, a true three down linebacker. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with everything you guys are talking about. I also have Henley at four. We talked about the position. I guess you'll call it versatility or his position movement was recruited as a quarterback, moved to wide receiver. And I feel like you can kind of see that on tape too, that he's played quarterback before. I feel like he knows 
kind of what offenses are trying to do against him. I wrote similar to how I felt about Troy Anderson last year. Uh, kind of went through that. Troy. Yeah, kind of went through that same uh, position change and, the, and then ended up at linebacker putting on some weight. So I feel like he has really good gap recognition when teams are running against him. Again, he's a little undersized, so doesn't always make the play, but I feel like he knows where he needs to be. He also really, he slips blocks really, really well. But with that, he almost never tries to engage the blocks. I feel like I feel like he tries to slip everything. And at the next level, these offensive linemen are too big and too fast. So you're not going to be able to slip everybody. So got to work on his hand usage to disengage. And kind of in the same vein, not really an effective blitzer. I, I didn't find. I felt like even running backs stood him up a ton. I feel like, like Ray said, kind of just tries to lower the shoulder. And then that's basically it if he doesn't get by him. But he's an interesting guy. 24 years old, but he's still fresh and kind of new to the position. So good athlete team will take him on. I also think he'll be a core special teamer, um, but could have some upside in the, in this linebacker group. Yeah, and one thing I, I didn't mention too, his, his uh, senior bowl was really good. He, uh, he covered those running backs one-on-one, which you never see. That's a, that's a drill like design for running backs to win. And he was breaking up passes left and right. He really held his own there. And I think that opened up a lot of eyes where he has the ability to play man on uh, running backs out of the backfield, which in today's NFL, I think you kind of need that to be a third down linebacker. For real. Need it. So all, all three of us have day on Henley at four, at three, Dino, who you got? At three, this one was really hard. Uh, because I just felt like my two and three didn't really do a ton to separate themselves from one another. But uh, I, I guess I'm going to do uh, Jack Campbell at three. Uh, just an absolute tackling machine. 140 tackles as a junior, 125 as a senior. He is the most adept in this group at reading lanes and knowing when to fill them. Hey. Uh, weakness was... You know, he looks like an absolute lost puppy in coverage. And I, there were some noticeably bad snaps in that regard that kind of just made me, I guess, give him the slight, slight drop to three. But, but hey, this, these guys, these three are definitely a tear up opposed to my four or five and, and especially below that, of course. So that's not really saying much. I, I do kind of like these three a good amount, but it, it it coming off of last year, not nearly as much. Yeah, interesting. I I feel the same way about Campbell, but Ray, I'll let you go to to your three. Yeah, Campbell's my three as well. Um Damn. The, these four and five, I think they were kind of like tweeners and still have to develop. He is not that. He is six five, two fifty, and he's got the body as of like an eighties linebacker, which yeah. is kind of refreshing to see. Uh just to piggyback off what you said, you think you said he's a kind of like a lost puppy in coverage. I didn't think he was really that bad in coverage. I think he he see, he always keeps his eyes on the quarterback and I think he has a good feel for passing guys off and picking people up in routes, but he's not really asked to do a lot. He just plays in that like zone like 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage he doesn't really carry up too deep downfield doesn't play man too much he sometimes he picks up guys out of the backfield but you don't see a man up tight ends a lot and really carry them at all he kind of just plays in like a like a hook like a hook zone sort of area which i guess we'll see how that translates but he's got really good eyes on him like dean said and he trusts them so pre-snap and post-snap when he sees something he there's no hesitation in his game he just fucking goes 
The downside of that is he does get fooled on play action a little bit, and uh, he kind of freezes a little bit when there's some uh, like jet motions and whatnot, which I think is I mean that's getting more and more common in the NFL as it like goes on. Uh, good, like I said, he's really good spatial awareness and coverage. I think he does really well passing off uh, routes and whatnot. And then he's also he's just he's violent and his motor is just always always going. Uh, he doesn't stop. He he's a big uh, cleanup tackler too. If people are holding guys up, he wants to hit you, and he's gonna make you feel it. Uh, some I think he's another one. His take on skills aren't the best. I thought they would be better. To be honest with you, he's not as long as some of the other guys. He's got sub thirty two inch arms, which is I don't want to say concerning, but it's not it's not ideal. I'd rather him have those thirty four inch uh like fucking Gumby arms like uh, Dorian Williams, and then. Yeah, I think just the the eyes he getting fooled a little too much on play action does concern me a little bit. I think at the NFL level, when you bite too hard on that, it's just going to leave open for like a tight end coming across a crosser, and that's just going to be a big play waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I see Campbell pretty similar to similarly to Ray. I have I have Campbell at three as well. I thought his eyes and in, in zone were were really good. He's always. Keeping his eyes on, on where the quarterback's moving, he made that great interception against Ohio State. He's long, big frame, and Dean said, tackling machine, that's no lie. And from every source that you read, every every interview that you see, you see that he's a film junkie. And I feel like that shows up on tape. I feel like he really knows the position, has good feel for the position, but there are some athletic... Uh, Athletic, uh, I can't even think of the word right now. Deficiencies, limitations, limitations. De- de- deficiencies in his game. Uh, when he's in man coverage against tight end, really high hips, can't really turn that well. So don't really want him out there on that. The average play speed for me doesn't really set himself up that well. He did have that quick uh, ten yard split, which I was, was, say, I, I, was a little I think- encouraging. I, was say, I think he has some closing ability, which surprised me. I didn't think I thought he was going to be a little heavy footed, but he does close pretty fast on some guys. Yeah, um, I I didn't see too much of the play action stuff. I thought a lot of that stuff was RPO, and I feel like that that will help him more in the NFL because it's not the same rules. He can't be three yards downfield in the NFL. Um, so hopefully that that irons itself out. But he's a really strong player. If there was a guy that I was playing in a playoff game right now of all these guys that I would put on the field immediately. It would be him even ahead of my one and two guys right now. But I think the athletic limitations right now are where, why he's at three for me and not one and two. Interesting. I think he's the best run, uh, run defender right now, but I just think those third down limitations are going to be worrisome. Yeah. It'll be, I've, I just hope he doesn't get overdrafted. I think he may be. Uh, there's a lot of rumors of him going to Buffalo back end of one. He's been working out with uh, Keekley, they say, uh, and that Bean and McDermott connection has got some people mulling. That would be crazy. I just – he was a guy that I picked as like a my guy for early from yeah, watching him. And after just going back to the tape, I don't know. I just, I just wasn't where I thought I would be. I thought I would like him a lot more. He's a really solid player. And these two guys, like Dean even said, didn't even do that much this year. But I don't know. It was a little frustrating. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. 
Uh, I feel like we're we all have the same list at two. Dino, who you got? Yeah, my number two is going to be Trenton Simpson. Yeah, Adam we all going to have the same list. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all the same. Uh, I, I I went in expecting him to be my number one. He was not. Uh, but this is, you know, again, I have him fairly close uh, to number one, in my opinion. I'll get there, obviously, after. But for Trenton Simpson, he, just an elite combo of size, size and speed. He has very, very good coverage skills and shows a, you know, he does not shy away from the physical nature of the sport. He's very physical. Uh, lastly, he has just excellent awareness of of how opposing offenses operate. He, I, he actually showed that to me over on his tape more than I thought. And uh, you pair that with his obviously physical tools. He's going to intrigue NFL teams to very much so to take him as linebacker number one in this draft. And I actually... Betting wise, after watching the tape, I, I feel like Trenton Simpson. Uh, what is? Does anyone know what it is? the The line I, I would probably take money on him being one. I still think that an NFL team is going to really like just the just the tools that he has paired with the IQ, football IQ, and that will most likely make him linebacker one. Uh, weaknesses, you know, he regressed this year. A lot, honestly, 12 and a half tack. I mean, if you're going to look at the stat line, 12 and a half tackles for loss and six and a half sacks all the way down to four tackles for loss and two and a half sacks. You know, when you look at these other guys, a lot of these guys are highly productive. So especially on my number one. So that's definitely what dinked him for me. And, um, you know, like I said before, he almost he was almost my three spot. But I I think that uh, pretty, pretty safe have him in the two spot i think so so dino's got trenton simpson at two ray you got simpson at two as well yeah i mean come on man you you knew that was coming yeah. but he, he's built like a modern day linebacker this is exactly how you want your linebackers to look six two two thirty five i i feel like coming into it like i thought he was gonna be a little thinner and like like henley and um dorian williams he's a little thick dude he's got some junk in the trunk uh, I like that. I think NFL coordinators are going to like that too. He's someone who I think should be able to hold up right away all three downs. Um, he ran that 4 4 3 40. Uh, so, really, really elite athleticism. I think he's someone that Dean mentioned in coverage. He's really good. His like I don't know if anyone thought that we'd hear it here, but oily hips. Got oily hips as a linebacker too. <laughs> he, he, he turns and runs seamlessly. And uh, he, dude, he lined up all over the place and. It was a fucking nightmare trying to identify who he was, where he was in every play. Um, 106 snaps on the D line, 376 snaps in the box, 70 snaps in the slot. So he was really everywhere. And um, yeah, I think, like Dean said, some of the, I think what I disagree with Dean on, I think I don't really like his instincts. I think that's kind of where he lacks. I think he relies too much on that elite, elite athleticism a little bit. And then he's another one. He doesn't really know how to take on blocks quite yet i think that obviously it's something he can learn he's got enough more than enough length to deal with it and then um just the lack of uh production not even production just the drop off and uh plays behind the line of scrimmage is a little concerning um i don't know if maybe they just used him a little differently and they wanted him to like just do some different stuff and be a little bit more patient but it definitely is concerning that he went he pretty much had 10 less tackles for loss or i guess eight and a half to less tackles for loss so that's one thing that uh Definitely to keep an eye on. I just want to piggyback really quick off of what you said, and um, it, it just didn't come out of my mouth, but I thought it in my head. And 
and basically another reason why I think he'll he will be linebacker one come draft day. And that is exactly how you said it as far as his versatility went, especially when you really uh, listed off all of where he's lined up in his college career. And again, teams are going to very much like that and just like the experience that he has all around the just really kind of all around the field. And I feel like that is going to really be the testament to having a little bit of a little bit better awareness than than you than I at least I think you saw on the tape. Right. I have a uh, Simpson at two as well. Kind of reminded me of uh, of JOK when he when he was coming out. Very similar play style. I like that comp. I like that comp a lot. Thanks. Um, think the sideline to sideline speed is the best in this class. Also think he's the best coverage linebacker race at it. The oily hips. He really moves like a nickel corner out there sometimes. He's really, really impressive. Um, and he's explosive. When a quarterback gets outside of the pocket, he finishes in a hurry. So really like to see that. But you guys you guys kind of mentioned it. He gets lost sometimes in the run game, gets lost in the box when there's traffic. And right, this is kind of Similar to what you said, too. think he trusts his, uh, trusts his speed way too much. And I feel like he knows where plays are going, but he sits on them too long to wait and see where the ball carrier is coming out when he should just trust his eyes and trust his instincts and go make a play because he can do it. And when he does it, it's really impressive. But I think he can get with a, a good D.C. and they'll coach him up. And with that elite athleticism, I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he's the best pure off-ball linebacker of the crew. Yeah, I think Dean also said it. Like it does, I really do like the idea of betting him to be the first linebacker just because of those traits. I think he's got stuff that you just can't really teach. And I do think the NFL do love those traits, and they're, they're going to take him high. I think he goes top 50. All right. All right, let's get to our number one is Drew Sanders. I'm going to start with Ray because this is Ray's boy. Yeah, I mean, I love this fucking guy. I the first time I watched him, I just like I became kind of obsessed with them. Uh, versatility is crazy. He has legit edge traits. He's when he the way he rushes the passer off the edge. He's got bend. He's got good hands and just knows how to fucking get after him. I think he had what nine and a half sacks this year, thirteen and a half tackles for a loss, hundred tackles uh, in his first year playing off ball linebacker. So really, really, the ceiling is just. Uh, all, all, all the way up in the air. He has so much room to grow just because he's so new to this position. Um, athleticism is really good. He didn't test at the combine, but I think he ran a four five nine at his pro day. So good there. He had thirty seven inch vertical. So the athleticism is there. He is a former five star recruit. Obviously, everyone knows he was in Alabama and transferred to Arkansas, where they moved him off the edge to play off ball linebacker. So he's still getting to learn the position. Uh, what I really love is his closing speed on the ball. This is someone where I just envision Josh Allen getting out of the pocket or Patrick Mahomes getting out of the pocket, and he's someone who's he he can negate that immediately. His closing speed is elite, and he's got the length to uh, just be able to make those like shoestring tackles when the uh, running quarterback is by them. He looks comfortable in coverage. He's not as uh, fluid hip wise as Trenton Simpson, but he has the ability to play zone. He can carry. He did carry a lot downfield up the seam which I like. I don't know how much man coverage he really played, but you're not drafting him to do that. You want him to play zone and then get after the quarterback too. And his motor, he's another one, always always flying high, plays through the whistle, and he's a sideline sideline guy, which I love. He's But some of the negatives, he needs to bulk up a little bit. I think he's a little um, 
I don't know. Not, I don't want to say frail, but I think he's, he's just, got he's, he's got room to to put yeah, on exactly. Yeah, he's got room to put on some muscle there, and just like all these guys, just doesn't really know how to take on blocks really too much. He's got to work on that stack and shed. I think he's playing off the edge so much. He really had to just rely on his athleticism and just shiftiness and flexibility. Whereas when you, if you're going to be an off ball linebacker, you got to just be able to take, take one in the chest and get off there and then make the tackle. So something he can work on. But mm-hmm. like I said, he's still super new to the position. And I think he's got all world uh, potential. Yeah. Right. Really does. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll get into a little bit of the stats. I guess it's the only thing you really left out. I, I agree with it. Virtually everything you said. But, you know, he came off just an unreal year, 103 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. It's just it's just silly. You know, he recorded 39 pressures. That's just a testament to how just adept he is as a pass rusher. And uh, I guess, you know, while watching his tape, uh, I I don't think you really talked about this, but his first step is rarely beat unless he's about to sit in his stance, which happens if you could tell he has intent to move right off that snap I in slow-mo, I even put one, I, I put a few snaps in slow motion to watch it. His first step is, is rarely beat. And, you know, you talked about it, position versatility and the potentials flat out scary. I wouldn't call it Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons is actually God at football. Um, sorry to disparage the meaning of that word for people who are religious, but he is actually God at football. Uh, I, I I saw though at sometimes he, he takes weak, weak pursuit angles at times, which he still gets there a lot of the time, which is just really, really attests to his sideline to sideline ability. Just like you said, his length is amazing. And, you know, you said this as well. He's inexperienced compared to the rest of this class. Only one year starter as an off ball linebacker, only a one year starter in college as a college football player. So that, that those are going to be his only weaknesses, but this is a guy who I feel has a, a decent arms length away from, from the rest, but not a whole tier uh, ahead of uh, two and three, in my opinion. Yeah. I got Drew Sanders at one too. He's a really impressive player. I think he could possibly be a top five edge rusher in this class. If he, if he stacked them up that way, that's saying a lot. These, this edge clashes. Yeah. He's uh, and he's he's confident too. Uses his hands really violently. Moves, got good counters. He's really impressive off the edge. But in terms of being an off-ball linebacker, Ray, I saw it the same way you did with uh, him coming downhill against a Josh Allen. I wrote the perfect QB spy in a league with Josh Allen, with Jalen Hurts, with Fields, and all these guys who want to run and take off out of the pocket. He is an absolute missile coming downhill, and he's big body that can take down all these. These big tough runners at quarterback, it's mm-hmm. it's really really impressive. Yeah, FC teams better be circling this guy. Yeah, um, the weaknesses. The first thing I wrote down was the missed tackles. It's pretty infuriating, honestly. At twenty two missed tackles this year, that that's got to get cleaned up. He just needs to wrap up stronger. He throws his body around a lot of times, not really arm tackling too much. Um, but that that stuff is easy to get cleaned up. I think still learning the position, but. Mm-hmm. He's going to grow into into a really good player. I thought he had cases of of overreacting to play action and counters and not being in the right gap, but really his first second year playing that off ball spot. But Drew Sanders is going to be a really impactful player 
with his position versatility. Like Dean said, not not as Micah-ish, but can give you 40% snaps in at, as a, an edge rusher. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think like he's got to go to a team, that, a DC that's not really closed-minded and is going to be able to use him like as a, just a chess piece. He's got to be moved around. He, uh, I don't think he's someone that you want just playing Mike 75, 80% of the time. I think you want him all over the place. I like that right. term as a chess piece. I actually wanted to employ that exact term for Trenton Simpson. But uh, I, I like that you said that. I actually had a mental note when I was watching Drew Sanders, and, and I was thinking because I believe that the snap percentages for last year for off-ball and on-ball for Micah were like 70-30, uh, 70 being on-ball, 30 being off. And uh, and I was thinking – I could see him being – I think he'd be perfectly utilized in almost an opposite role where it's 30 on ball, 70 off. And and I I feel like you – like you said, a, a coaching staff needs to be ready if they're going to be drafting this guy to use him at, at some capacity where they can utilize his, his, his talents and his strengths, of course. Right. So quickly, we'll go through the top fives. Me and Ray had the same top five. Drew Sanders, Trenton boring. Simpson, Jack Campbell, Dayon Henley, and Dorian Williams. Dean Holy had the same boring. top four, but had D. Winters at five. <laughs> who are uh, who are some guys outside of your top fives that, that you guys liked? Or I really like Dorian like? Williams. I really like Dorian Williams for sure. Um, but I, I didn't want to be an absolute goober like you guys. So uh, I'm so happy I didn't. D winters all the way, baby. And um uh yeah, no, so someone else say 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 a guy they liked. Uh Owen Papo is someone who I, I just, <laughs> he's I don't know <laughs> I I don't know if I like him, but I don't dislike him. He's a I mean he's the free. He earned that name for a reason. Got four three nine forty, um, ten six broad, twenty nine bench press reps. So he's just an absolute specimen. He's someone that's going to be a special team guy immediately. I've even heard people say that they think he should play fullback, which would be pretty fucking hysterical. But just the the lack of instincts, he gets fooled more than anyone that I've mentioned above. He just runs around. He literally just runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. But more than Noah Stool, I, mean, I think so. Dude. He's but he, bad. But he is. He's just so violent and so physical, and just such a, a raw specimen that someone's going to take it. Someone's going to take a fly on him and just hope that they can mold him into a, a starter. Yeah. I didn't watch too much of, of Owen Papa, but I remember Connor Rogers uh, saying that that With he should fullback? play fullback. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Uh, one other guy that I watched who who was interesting, uh, Demarvin Overshone from from Texas, six three two twenty nine, former safety. I said I said swag dripping everywhere because Texas ran out of armbands apparently. <laughs> that guy wore <laughs> that guy wore like twenty armbands. Yeah, no, no, he did, he did. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, but he's got a unique body type. I think the calling card for him is going to be at that big nickel position, playing on third down. He's really good in coverage when the plays are in front of him, and he can just attack downhill. He dishes out some big-time hits when he lines up. Uh, will be a core special teamer, I think. He's not going to be in there on early downs, especially to start his career. It's, the frame's pretty small right now, mm-hmm. and he gets lost in traffic, honestly, maybe more than anybody that I watched outside of Noah Sewell. He was pathetic, honestly. We don't talk about him too much, but um <laughs> and and just his his tackling needs needs some work. He's got to wrap up better. But 
he he was an interesting guy, possibly a, a special teamer. Who were some of the other guys? Henry Toto. Felt like he was kind of small and yeah, unathletic and. But he he just knows how to play football. Yeah, but I he's feel a, like he just might get washed out. Just yeah, I don't know how he's going to translate, but he's going to get taken. I guarantee it, and someone's going to someone's going to believe in him just because like he's a he's a football player. Yeah, and I also completely moved uh, Nick Herbig over to edge rusher. Yeah, he's such a weird uh, eval. Yeah, he he was tough. I watched Noah Sewell. We'll talk about Noah Sewell really quick. I watched Noah Sewell because he had a lot of hype coming into the year. Yeah. That guy stinks. He gets fooled so often, and he's so unathletic and, like, lumbering. He can't make any – he doesn't make any plays. It's actually really bad. can't believe he had so much hype coming into the year. He had, like, top 10 hype. <laughs> so he weird. was a first-round, like, lock at the beginning of the year. <laughs> oh, shit. Guy might, guy might be a, a UDFA. Be interesting. All right, fellas. Good stuff. Linebackers, probably the weakest position that, that we're going to cover. Linebackers and safety is tough, tough way to end our our position rankings. But we got running backs next week, though. The running and the running backs is deep. Yeah, deep, deep, deep. So deep. many guys to watch. But that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the linebacker rankings. Like we mentioned, stay with us. We got running backs coming up. We got safeties coming up. We got the My Guys episode coming up so all good stuff leading up to the draft as always please write and subscribe to the pod and follow our twitter at two tackles with the number two stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season fellas appreciate you peace